<laughs> oh, yo, 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 what up? Welcome yeah. back to another yeah. episode on Positive Black. Uh, never broken, always empowered. It might be the other way around. I'm no, that was right. You did oh, that it. Was right. Okay. Uh, how y'all doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, we join. We do have a special guest today, Mr. Gerald. Uh, has his own uh manga creation, his own character creations. So yes. uh, during this month, we uh we're just giving our flowers to Black creators. Um, have you come on talk about your story, um, right. and the things that you have. Um, but before we do that, we always do a mental health check in. How's your day going? How's your mental health? How, how you know? How's your well being and all of that? Your boy tired. I feel you. Your boy tired. <laughs> Your boy tired. Um, been up since four. Uh, been at works, work all the way up to like six. Um, had to run and get. Actually, these shirts are fresh off the presses, so I had to get these shirts right after work. So uh, this is official Trouser Atlas uh, T-shirt uh, to promote oh, my book. Trouser nice. Atlas. Um, but yeah, I just got like I literally just got home from getting those. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Man, Brick, how your day going? Um, actually, pretty good. I had my third interview for the job I was going for, and Man. it went really well. So they essentially just said they're going to um, kind of talk and figure out what they want my offer letter to be, and then I'll I'll be hearing back. So it's That's been nice. a good day. Can't complain. Okay. You ain't got to stare at me. You already know I'm coming to you. You're the only person that ain't answered yet. <laughs> I don't know why you just come in and just say what it was. Great. How's your day going? Thank you, Rich. My day was fantastic. That's all. That's it. That's fantastic. That's it. No other information needed. I'm trying not to go back to work after vacation, so I'm trying to work out of that mindset. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm dead. That but now nah, I feel y'all. I'm also tired. I just I landed today in Ohio. Six hour uh flew been up since four o'clock this morning. Flew from Houston to New York. Uh, from New York straight here, trying to find a rental. Motherfuckers <laughs> is out everywhere. Then trying to find an apartment. Everybody's out and then trying to find a hotel. And all niggas got left is executive suites. I don't <laughs> understand how so many people in fucking Ohio that everything is fucking booked and sold out. <laughs> Holy shit. It's probably every fucking thing. Is it like it's the cool. only thing? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I forget. My bad. Yeah. There's a college out here, university, big ass university, right? The big yeah. ass uh, Ohio State University. Ohio I State, is yeah. Is in Columbus. Well, that's probably why. But most of these niggas no, should live. On it's July. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be busy. Like, if it was like August, back to school, that would make sense. But mm. Jamal says it might be protests. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't understand what protesting has to do with stealing all the goddamn cars. Because, I mean, <laughs> they're walking for that shit. So, <laughs> but anyway, that's how they fight the power, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> leading into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Britt, go ahead. Start us off with, with what we got for him. I know we got some good questions that we yeah. ask. So, um, honestly, I'm just going to have you start off by um, telling everybody who you are, what you do. Just a little okay. intro. Okay. So, uh, my name is Gerald Fontroy, um, local artist. Well, I don't want to say local artist. Artist located in the DMV uh, and drawing and creating art ever since I was in kindergarten. Um, I always wanted to, always had a passion for simply like doing illustrations, uh, creating characters, creating a good story, 
to uh, to follow. And that's essentially what I've been pursuing within the past couple of years. And in high school, I also learned how to, um, in high school, I learned that, I mean, I felt the passion for live, not live, but sorry, uh, fine arts. So I'm, gonna, I I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Your audio is a little messed up. Choppy. <laughs> choppy. choppy. Yeah. How about now? Are you good? We good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah, so like in high school, I um I developed a passion for fine arts as well. So it's kind of like a it's it's kind of like a fun balance between digital and uh, paper illustration, which is completely unrelated to my subject matter in finance. Was that yeah. good? I don't know. That was fine. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know why for a minute you started going in and out. I wanted to make sure that you could be, uh -huh. you know, you could be heard. You know, you know, I got huge net and shit on the boonies, so that could be the reason. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel so, what? Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, what inspired you to, to actually create your, your Atlas character? Oh, I, oh, that's a good question. I like that question. So um, a long time ago, I wanted to create a superhero that was pretty much like Superman. I wanted to do a black Superman, right? So I designed the character. This was maybe back in 2008, 2009. And I designed the character and I was like, okay, that's cool. And you know, I said, okay, now I need to name this guy. I um, <laughs> so my original name was like Neuron or something like that. So I just put a big N on his chest, and I'm like, no, no. No. Super Negro. No, that's so funny. That's terrible. Happy you didn't go with the idea. I'm, I'm so glad you didn't publish that. Oh, no, no, no. I dropped it the moment I wrote it. I was like, no, that's not going to work. Okay. So, so, at some point, so mind you, when I created Atlas, I created Atlas solely as a side character originally. When I originally came up with Nero, I it was he was supposed to be a side character, he wasn't supposed to be. Uh, someone that I focus on. He was a side character to another comic book series that I ended up uh, coming up with back in like seventh grade. So then when I came up with him, I said, okay, well, I need to figure out a way to explain why he's able to do what he does. So now I'm thinking of backstory. And when I ended up thinking about backstory, I was, like it kind of took a life of its own. And I just pushed the other, the other comic to the side. I'm like, bro, I don't need you no more because this character is so deep or i could go almost anywhere with it that i'm mm. like this has to be it you know so then i started designing the character i redesigned it redesigned it i redesigned it i redesigned it at least seven times before i could get a solid idea of what he looked like and there we go we have <laughs> lost our guests uh we're gonna try our best can you hear me? We having some. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, we can back. hear you now. So you cut off. Yeah, it's right. that he was that man. I'm trying to tell you. So, <laughs> um, what I say? So I redesigned him, redesigned him, and at some point, I, I landed on a solid enough design 
for me to be able to be confident enough to jump into a comic book. Because the last thing I wanted to do is jump into the comic book. And then by the time I'm done with the comic book, I'm like, okay, I have a better design. And then it's kind of do issue two with a completely different design, you know? So it's kind of like a commitment that I wasn't really uh, ready to jump into until I had a solid design for them. Um, and also part of my part of my inspiration was a National Geographic documentary that I saw a long time ago called The Neanderthal Code. I would recommend other people watch it. It's really it's a really good, interesting uh, documentary. Awesome. So I have a question um, as your local culture vulture. Um, so <laughs> Rich had mentioned manga. You mentioned comic books. So what is yeah. the difference? And then what do you consider your writing? So uh, manga, for the most part, is just it being... I mean, it's, it's, it's not much of a difference. It's like the difference between anime and cartoon. Like anime is Japanese for animation. So when we say, oh, it's an anime, yeah, I mean, yeah, people usually mean it's in a Japanese style of animation. But for the most part, it's the same thing. It's just two cultures that's being illustrated. Uh, essentially, it's the same with manga. Okay, manga, you you know, it's it's panels. It's instead of you reading left to right, like, you know, a lot of uh, English speaking countries do, you do right to left. So you're going to be reading the book backwards essentially backwards so that's essentially the only really different only real difference i'm gonna break some people's hearts in the audience but that's essentially the only difference <laughs> right yeah now, uh, and uh which is initial question yeah oftentimes artists tend to have a personal character or personal connection to a character yeah so like are there any side characters that you have that represents that for you like maybe a father mm-hmm. figure sibling etc cetera, etc cetera? are you talking about in my series Yes. Um, yes. Um, well, I have one character uh, named uh, Vincent Myos, and he's essentially he's going to play kind of like the he's kind of play, playing devil's advocate, but he's also kind of like the um, he's kind of the person that try to keep Atlas grounded. Like this man, he's I'm sorry, this man, he's basically. Um, He's 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 basically he's invincible. So and he has the attitude of a black man that would be invincible. So he's kind of just like man, fuck these people, fuck these people. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> them. And then Vincent Myers kind of has to like he's constantly like he's his agent. So he's constantly saying, uh, Alice, you can't say that, man. He goes, what? And he's like, you're not supposed to be saying that. People are supposed to be liking you, and you're doing this. So. So he kind of uh, he represents my uh, he's kind of representing my dad, um, my father. He, I've I grew up with anger issues and like I was willing to, I was willing to spag and plenty. Yes. Did you say nigga issues? Anger, anger, anger. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> okay. I was getting ready to ask you <laughs> what that was to see if we grew up the same. A nigga moment. Just to see if we grew up the same. Right. I mean, <laughs> that could possibly be the case. But, like, uh, anger issues. So, like, there'll be times that I would be, like, I was on the brink of spazzing on somebody, and my father would be like, you need to chill out. You need to relax. And he kind of reels me back a little bit. But, yeah, so uh, Miles, uh, Vincent Miles represents um, – 
represents um, that. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my, um, a lot of my, well, not, I can't say a lot of my villains, but at least half of my villains are women solely because I like seeing like, like, I don't know why, but I enjoyed creating like a badass like black woman as like, like she's like, look, and, she, and most of her, and most of her plans, she's like, bro, fuck this establishment, fuck this, fuck that, or like that. She's been fucked over by society. So that being said, she's kind of just like, she's pulling, she, she's now focusing that towards her goal. But um, ha, like, I enjoyed writing, um, uh, I enjoyed writing uh, or creating characters that were women because I felt like that would be a really good um, counterbalance to Atlas. You know, like a character like Atlas, for the most part, let's, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Superman, but, you know, Superman outpunches everything, right? He just, he's like, look, I can't fix it, but I could punch it. Like, I'll punch it until I fix it, you know? So in many of these cases, I want to write, I'm writing Atlas into situations that he can't just punch his way out of. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so, go ahead. On a, on a scale, right, of what Atlas is like, is he more Superman Hancock or Omni Man, right? With Omni Man obviously being the most aggressive badass, Superman yeah. being the most pussyfied, and right. then Hancock being in the middle. So I'm glad that you brought up Omni Man because Omni Man was definitely my second choice when it came to naming him. And this is way before I knew Invincible existed. Mm, okay. I came so um so back in high school. I'm, I'm gonna get to your question, but back in high school, I learned about root words, right? And at some point. I learned about the root word Omni and Omni represents like basically like God love, right? I said, oh shit, Omni man. And I'm like, oh, that joke's sick. I could do anything with it. And then at some point my professor in college, he broke my heart and he says, um, Omni man exists. I'm like, what? He says, Omni man exists. I'm like, I looked it up. And I, I swear, I promise you, I looked it up before I didn't see it. And I looked it up again and it was right fucking there. I'm like, Okay, let me change this again. And then you now got I'm here. Negro. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you got nigga man. <laughs> I'm the man. <laughs> now I landed with Atlas. Now, um, uh, what was I about to say? If, if I had to compare him, uh, I would say a uh, mix between Omni Man and uh, Omni Man and uh, Hancock mm. because. His story starts off like, well, he was the first man on earth. So you get a chance to see him as a savage and he kind of have to gain, gain a little bit of, um, he has to be a citizen, become part of a society. And he froze up again. And we're gone again. But just so that, uh, we're gonna wait until he comes back. Y'all get to stare at us until uh, his computer fixes. Hey, that's if not too not. bad of a view. But uh, <laughs> so far, it sounds like an outstanding story uh, from what he's naming. Um, I definitely want to read it. Um, I'll go on his website to make sure I get a good issue. But I, I'd like I I like characters being more towards Omni Man, Hancock type of deal than I do Superman. Oh, he's back. All right. There we go. I'm sorry. So, um, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I completely agree. Like, I don't like Captain America because he's too wholesome. Like, I, yeah. I like a little badass to my superhero. So, and you know what? I'll have an issue with Captain America being wholesome. I have an issue with him being wholesome and acting like, I mean, you, we know what age you're from. You're telling me that you never said the N word. You're telling me that you never hated black folk. Get the well, we fuck know he out did. of here, dude. Huh? <laughs> we, know, we know he did. We know he did. Right. Absolutely. Like, come on, bro. Like, we, we know what real America you're protecting. And I dislike him. <laughs> the red hat people like People like Batman. Like, Batman trained with assassins, right? Yeah. He has money, so he created Batman. Yeah. Iron Man. Billionaire. Created yeah. Iron Man. Captain America was given. It was given to that nigga, man. It was like, yeah. hey, here's, here's a, a test experiment. But he acts like he like you know I've been lifting weights since 1932. And exactly. And like, like, you was 110 pounds and five six like 30 minutes ago. Like, like you earned this shit. You didn't earn that. Like come really? on, was had their gifts given to him. Right. Like, no, no, no. A lot of a lot of heroes' gifts weren't. Iron Man and Batman inherited their money. Yeah, but they created yeah. Batman. Yes, from the money. He didn't even create Captain America. Captain America was given to him by the name of the people that create that gave him the serum. Correct. They said we want to create a Captain America, was... and they gave him that name. So he didn't create his own name. He didn't create his own wardrobe. <laughs> he didn't create shit. He just did it. It's like okay, the shield ain't his. The star ain't his. He's an industry client. I mean, he's legit a company man. <sighs> like that's all that's it is. Like he. They, they legit whooped his ass up. And, and the thing that kills me is the fact that they make so many of them. I'm like, just, bro, how the fuck is this nigga special anymore? Like, they hand out the super soldier serum to everybody. How many people in the Marvel Universe have the super soldier serum? Can you count? Huh? <laughs> Shit. That's uh... <laughs> him. No. Because no. his best friend got it too. Uh, yeah, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. right. He got it the, too. The Bamas that they was fighting in the Winter Soldier versus uh, Winter Soldier and uh, uh, um, and Captain Captain America series, all Super Soldiers. Uh, I'm pretty sure Spider Man had to do with Super Soldiers in his series. Like y'all just handing them shits out like it's freaking Halloween. But so even, how the hell even is Peter this Parker created Spider Man. He didn't create the power to, to be, but he created the character Spider Man. You know, and depending on which Peter Parker you're talking about, he created his own web, his own suit, his own design. He created that. Captain America didn't create shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, agree. I agree with that part. I mean, it'll work off. <laughs> you said what? I was saying, Spider-Man, again, was something he had to work off. Like, he was shooting webs and climbing walls. Like, Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Spider-Man had to learn that. He had to learn that he could shoot webs. He was falling off of walls as he was trying. He was trying to figure out like, how do I do it? You see him yeah. when he's swinging, running into buildings because he don't know how to swing around it. Yeah, Captain right. America was legit. Was just out of the bottle. Like, let's go fight. Right. Like the moment they open the door, they're about to say, "All right, who wants smoke?" Yeah. And then and then, and then he couldn't even pass a physical. That's the crazy thing. Okay. 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 I mean, one but, comment. <laughs> I do have a question though, going back yeah. to um going back to Atlas. And yeah. do you do you believe just just in case I know I don't want a lot of women to get upset, but do you believe that if you always have with main, most of your characters being black, black females yeah. as a bad person, do you believe that that might paint a negative light on to black women? 
I I I saw that I saw that coming. So uh with just about every character, at least so these are rogues, right? And a lot of my rogues are redeemable. I hate to say it, but they're redeemable. So they're yeah, they 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 have a moment over like that, but like at some point I always want to show the good in them. Mm-hmm. So like I don't I never want to I I I don't believe in a character being evil just for the sake of being evil. Like I like to give them a reason to be evil. Okay. Hey, XYZ happened, what about that? This is how I'm reacting. Um so um, no joker style people where they just they just want to watch shit there, burn. There is, but but those aren't black folk though. Okay. Black, so black folk, we, like, we get fucked up, we get fucked over, then we burn shit down. We don't just <laughs> but, oh, I just feel like burning shit. Facts. So, what um? So what I want to do with um a lot of the women is just show them. Like, I have a lot of characters that are just powerful as fuck, but I can't possibly see them as just a plain evil character. Now, if I decide to make look, well, I did make a Joker style character. But he's just a you know he's a, he's he's a white guy and he just likes anarchy and just burning shit. I mean burning this down. So he's kind of like he kind of have a cause as well. Mm. But yeah, I don't want I, uh, my intentions are not to paint women or black folk in general in a bad light. But I do like I I do like to see my cast one diver- diverse and two mm-hmm. I do want to show. I do want to show, um, what can I say? Kind of like different perspectives and stuff like that. So, like, um, one character who was an entrepreneur, basically her business got fucked up. Her business got fucked over or whatever. And she kind of ends up, you know, basically back in the poorhouse. And that's kind of what triggers her, you know, descent into, you know, into violence and stuff like that. But it's not, you know, but like every character I try to develop have some form of redeemable quality that allows the audience to be able to see, oh, okay, I like this character. And I, you know, like I don't have a bad taste for this character. If that makes sense. Okay. No, I mean, I like that. Because yeah. that, that gives me um, like Wanda vibes, you know, like Scarlet with like, like she's like, a Scarlet bad person, vibe. but you can see why she's behaving in that manner. Right. Exactly. And it makes right. you not hate her. <laughs> right. I mean, she did kind of just fuck it up just because. Right. I mean, I mean <laughs> at, the, at the level that she fucks stuff up, like, yeah. I don't want to get to that point. And if it does, I want them to. I want this character to face the consequences. More importantly, okay. Right. Like I actually have a character. Oh, I don't want to reveal it, but she's like really powerful, and she's actually going to become Atlas's love interest. Mm. And um, and mind you, she's a villain. Well, she starts a villain, and then at some point he, um, at some point he kind of um, like they 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 develop a, a relationship and stuff like that, and she starts realizing that who she is is a lot of just the making of her father and she don't have to listen to him she becomes an adult and stuff like that so like he's just like yo are you still doing like fighting for the cause that your father fought for whatever like 
you don't have to do it this way. And surely but surely, slowly but surely, she kind of realizes that. But um, I forgot what else. I forgot, what was the question, Brittany? I'm sorry, you mentioned something. I asked the question. Then, then, then she mentioned something. What did you say? <laughs> Oh, yes, Wanda. So basically the character. I'm sorry. So at some point, the character, she uh she she ends up going through something very traumatic. And the way that her the way that her powers um the way that her powers develop or whatever basically destroys everything in like a uh five mile mile radius, right? And like she actually has to be like she actually has to be arrested and serve time and stuff like that to show that there are consequences in this universe that I try to paint. Because you have a couple of your female characters going through like a Harley Quinn arc. So, uh, you have a couple of your female characters going through like a Harley Quinn arc. They're going to be damaged, but they're going to uh, have to face the consequences of their actions and slowly become heroes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I wanted her to um I want like I want every character to like like not every character to do something bad, but any character that does something bad, they have to, you know, and they're expecting to go through that transition to hero or at least uh anti-hero, then I want them to at least go through the phase of having to redeem themselves, you know. Like no. if you did something bad or if you did something evil or something like that and you just pop up out of nowhere and say, Hey, I'm here to save the day and shit, people's like this bro, weren't you the guy that just blew up that apartment building? No, you don't you can't just do that. Like you yeah. have to earn people's trust at least, at the least, mm-hmm. let alone go to jail and you know, serve time in X, Y, and Z. So like, more of a Hancock style. Yes, yes. Like, like remember, 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 Man of Steel when Superman destroyed all the fucking Metropolis, and then um, and Batman versus Superman, he was just all mopey because people didn't really like him like that. But I'm like, said, bro, you destroyed an entire city. Like, I wouldn't like your ass either. <laughs> but he destroyed it, protecting it. This is that's different. Yeah. It's not like- yeah. Yeah. It's not like he yeah. was just like, yeah, fuck this building, I'm gonna knock it down. I don't <laughs> see it that way. World, you wouldn't be like, oh, okay, save my life. Like, this motherfucker just wrecked my house. Right. <laughs> yeah. My, my house is gone, wrecked, my car's gone. If your house was wrecked, if he had not been there, your house would have been wrecked anyway, because the evil villain would have came by and shot the shit down anyway. Right. But, you know. So, said, I mean, at least be grateful that you're alive. Right. right. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. I'm just, right. I'm just going to. I'm just gonna be in debt for the rest of my life. Yeah, but you're alive. I know you. I know y'all not. I know y'all not paying for any of this. Y'all not no, paying for no. none of this. Y'all not at all. The insurance is gonna cover this. Guess what? The insurance company got wiped out in in the fight. So who the hell am I gonna call? <laughs> so if you had to rate your 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 comic, right? If you had to rate uh-huh. it, PG or E for everyone, G PG PG thirteen. How would you rate it? I would say G to G thirteen. Like, okay. um, so it's kid friendly. Yeah, like I don't try to curse as much, but at some point it's just happen, and I'm on my just. I'm sorry. Like this one kind of just had to happen, um, because I mean I wanted to be I wanted to seem as realistic as possible. Like this, so this, this isn't going to be like a col- a bunch a huge collection of characters 
it's going to be you focusing like I want to d- develop these, let's say six to seven characters so well to the point that you're okay with seven characters. You know, like I don't believe in just throwing seventy characters and one person or seventy characters into a book and then realizing that oh I don't need sixty of them. Right. You know? Like I would develop characters as they go. Like and I do have a bunch of characters that he will end up encountering. But at a certain point, it's almost always going to be a couple characters that you end up focusing on, because okay. I like you know I like to develop those characters very realistically. So this person is going to have an actual life. Like I want them to to um have to have conversations with their kids or have to pick up you know like you know pick like be late for picking up their kids at school because they was trying to save the day or X Y and Z. So that's the type of stuff that I want to try to develop. Okay. So more on that, when when you when you were out, you were writing your first book. How long did it take you to write and the whole process of your whole first issue? Like, what what did you what are some of the things you had to go through to to get it published and things like that? Okay, so you want like beginning to end, as much as meat and potatoes as you're willing to get. Okay, sure. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, the first issue, I I wrote it up here. I wrote it up here. Um, I did write it out, but for the most part, a lot of it was visual. Like I knew, like I knew, like as remember, it was like ten years in the making, so I knew exactly what every beat is going to look like. So I'm like, okay, so beginning is going to look like this, next four pages going to look like this, and it kind of just sectioned it out like that. Um, so I drew it out, I inked it, I kind of played around with which medium I wanted to jump into. I knew that doing digital art would have been quicker because you could very easily uh, sketch it, ink it, and color it in, you know, in the program versus you doing it on paper and then scanning it in and doing X, Y, and Z. So I jumped back and forth. There's actually a couple pages in the book in which I did strictly digital, and then I kind of jumped back into traditional. I didn't do it on purpose. It was just kind of like, okay, well, I like this, but... I don't think I'm going to do the entire series, the entire book like that. So I did uh, pencils, inks. um, And once I got to the inks, that's when I started writing down, okay, what I really need to, you know, what I really need to put here. Like, like like when I said beats, like I know that in this couple pages, this has to be mentioned or this conversation has to be had. So I know as long as I hit this beat, the next com- the the, com- the next part of the conversation has to lead to this beat. The next little bit of writing has to lead to this beat, and so on and so forth. But um, I do that, then I end up doing the the onomatopoeias, the boom, bams, all of that, uh, whatever. And by then, I should be done. I'm looking for a publisher, not a publisher. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking for a printing company. So I get uh, get my uh, printing done with this company uh, up in Michigan. Uh, it does really well, uh, Greco printing or something like that. And it, they do pretty good. They've done right by, by me so far. So you contact them. You tell them everything that you need. Um, you send them your files, and they got you. And that's pretty much it. But you have to design everything. Like, they're not designing anything for you unless you pay them. But like you have to design the front cover, the back cover, the spine, the little spine to the book. You have to design that as well. 
So you have to design everything. You're just putting everything. it together. Excuse me? They're just putting it together. Yes, you're, you're, you're literally just getting them just to print it for you. That's it. Mm, okay. Printing and putting it together. So in that period of time, did you face any hardships in in getting to where you are today? Um, just tons of anxiety. Um, I tried, uh, part of being an artist, uh, which really, it, well, it, it's hard, for, at least for me, uh, is trying to constantly create something because I'm constantly creating something. But I constantly, at some point, I have to tell myself, look, you now need to advertise this stuff. You now need to learn how to market it. You now need to look for your audience. Now you got to look for this. So you have to come up with so many, you have to put on so many different hats. So while I'm doing this, I'm uh, like, while I'm doing this part process, I'm now like, okay, well, I need to advertise this. I need to get like a Kickstarter. Um, when's the time, when do I seriously think that I will be done with this entire book? So that I can tell the, the people in Kickstarter, okay, I'm going to be done by this time. So I'll have it to you by this time. So um, that was a huge challenge to have to face. Um, just being consistent. It's a 60 page book. Like it's a 60 page book and every page is, every page is done by me. So like, it's just a lot, you know, to do. So you didn't have any help with the story? Like no, no artists, no writers, no, you got a hundred percent all you. hundred percent me. I really wish I I wish there was somebody under under this name. I wish. <laughs> so it was it was it was all me. I um I did the beginning, the middle, then all of it. Okay, that sounds yeah. That sounds a lot. Was there any point where you like you know what man? Fuck this. This shit can it can wait or like you know what? This is just too much. Like I don't even want to deal with. It. Plenty of times. Plenty of times. Like um, I would say each page. If I and I'm just talking about coloring, okay. Each page would require about an hour or two of work, just coloring it, okay. That's excluding inking it. That's excluding pencils. So I'll say an hour or two of work just for each page. Uh, if you include pencils, I will say that's another two hours. Um, inking could be short, but it depends on what you're doing to the page, but um. It's just all about trying to figure out a kind of like a way to streamline it. I'm sorry, stream streamline it. So I would do like a bunch of pages. I'll just do a bunch of pencils first, and then at some point I would, you know, just ink all of them in sequence. Then I'll do all try to do all the colors at one time, whatever, to kind of keep me at one station versus me pencils scan it, ink it, then colors and stuff like that. So it's just all about trying to do a a good streamline process. What part, what part? Oh, go ahead, Britt. I was just going to say, you had mentioned um, like having a lot of anxiety. Um, and I know that obviously we will, we met you at a con. Um, yeah. So what have you found to be the best way of getting, you know, your book out to people? Is um, it in the con atmosphere? Is it out in other ways? So yes. before you answer that question, my question will help answer that question as well. Yeah. My question was going to be, what part of this process is the hardest? Is it writing, illustrating, or is it the marketing piece where it's getting it out there at different cons and stuff like that? I would say, oh, that's a good question. If it, I would say marketing solely because that's an avenue that I 
am completely new to. Um, I'm like I, I, a lot of artists kind of just are under the influence of look if it's dope, they'll buy it, right? But unfortunately, it's not the case. You know, like there's people that, and I hate to say it, but there's people that don't have that much talent, but they manage to market the hell out of it, and they're able to sell the hell out of it. You know, so marketing is a skill that I am in the process of developing. Like I would say maybe like within the past year or so, I have been trying to develop um, a lot of marketing skills and figuring out, you know, ways to really try to engage the algorithm and stuff like that. That does not involve working 24 hours a day. Mm. That's, you know, that's, I feel like that's just working yourself to death. That's not really marketing. We might, we might have somebody to kind of help you do that. We, we okay. know some, so okay. that way you don't have to rack your brain on the marketing aspect. I know at least from my, my standpoint, when it comes to running businesses and stuff like that, I want to yeah. be able to focus solely on the things that I know right. I'm not good at marketing. So right. I'll, I'll, I'll hire somebody to do that. Like, right. Look, you worry about that and I can focus on this over here. And right. I think that helps blend it in better. Right. But I know somebody I'm going to, I'm going to send them. I'm going to send oh, you yeah. this. So that way, uh, please do. Thank you. Yeah, do that. Thank yeah. you. And um, you said, Brittany, you said which which part of the process did you, did I find the hardest? Well, right. no, that well that was the question you just answered okay. for the most part. I was just asking like what avenue of marketing your story has been the most successful for you? Of marketing, um, I honestly can't tell you. I, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, so I realized that going to conventions. Sell it, sells, sells it the most. Um, I, I, I can. I'm an introvert, but I can talk to anybody. Mm. I don't be pressed to talk to anybody, but I can talk to anybody. So, if I get a chance to talk to you and just describe to you what's happening, whatever. Now it's time to tell you. Okay, let me buy it. You know, but if if not, then I. Um, Always rich. <laughs> Always. Right? Because I was over here like hovering over the microphones and I'm like, I think it's rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what happened? What's it? What's, what, am I missing something? Oh, so, so, once I get a chance to tell you what, what you're in for, then nine times, like, you're more likely to at least be interested. Purchasing could be a different story. You know, you got people that, well, I'm over my budget. Um, it's not really grabbing me or whatever like that. But more than likely to like what you're hearing because I described it to you, you know. And most of it is on the back of the book anyway. So I'm like, yeah, you can read the back, but I'm telling you what you're in for for the next couple, you know, a couple of, um, couple of issues. So usually conventions are one of my favorite places to do it at because I get a chance to sit and talk to the people that become a fan. Like it was a bunch of people that came to BlurredCon and they said, oh yeah, I bought this last year or I bought this two years ago. But the, you know, like, like the fact that they're able to remember me mm-hmm. mean a lot to me. You know, it means a lot to me. The, the fact that I'm like, do you remember 
that I did this book two years ago. I can only imagine mm-hmm. how many freaking I can only imagine how many freaking um cons you've been to, you know, how many artists you probably met, how many writers you probably met, and you able to remember me from two years ago. Like that that's probably one of my favorite things to happen to me. Right. So yeah, so like when I I met you at, at the con and I, I yes. instantly you showed me your um your God comic with him and Satan. Yes. Instantly was like, yep, gotta get it. Because this yes. is uh, for all that's uh, watching, this is the Cloud Network. I don't have a poster for it yet, but this is the Cloud Network. Uh, it's uh, rated B for blasphemy, and it's a <laughs> um, it's a comic book about the creation of heaven that involves God and Lucifer. I will check it out. Like it's online, fontraycomics.com. All right, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's um. Go ahead. What are you saying, Rich? My, my bad. Uh, no, no, I was I was saying that was, that was for me. That was cool, but I was going to ask you. What part of of Blurcon did was your favorite? My favorite, honestly, I mean, my favorite, my absolute favorite part of Blurcon is Artist Alley. Mm. Like I, like I promise, like whenever I go to these conventions, I love the atmosphere. I really do. But being able to sit there and and like legit run a business for eight hours of a day. Oh my God. Like, I love it. I really do. I get a chance to see what engages people, what doesn't engage people, what they like about me, what they don't like about me, what they like about my work and stuff like that. How do I improve? How do I, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of um, uh, crowd surveying um, that happens whenever I do it. Like, that's probably my favorite part. Outside of that, if we're talking about BlurredCon, the ground floor was lit. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah, video games. Yeah, video games and people clubbing like right next to each other. That was freaking amazing. <laughs> like that's amazing. And and as a someone who grew up as a black nerd, I would have never imagined that happening ever. Like nerds aren't sociable like that. And then seeing BlurredCon as lit as as it is, and so many people with a similar interest, it's probably one of the I'll say that's that's number two on my list. Okay, next to just artist alley. Now, something I know every artist hate, but every artist has to learn and has to know how to maneuver. Yeah, how do you work around the legal troubles of uh, like creating your characters, like just trying to avoid copyright issues? Um. So, I so everything every character I design or everything I design, I try to draw it at least five, six different times. So if it's too close to something, even like, like even if you squint, you're about to say, okay, that could be X, Y, and Z. I'm about to say, all right, cool. I got this design. You know what I'm saying? I have this design. So I have like four or five different, like I have at least three designs of this guy that I could pull out um, just in case is, you know, just in case he gets into that, you know, into that warehouse. Um, and not to mention, if I like, I'm critical on myself as well. So if I see something, you know, if I draw it, I'm about to. I feel like that reminds me too much of X, Y, and Z. I don't even use it. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to scrap it. And I'm just going to change it as much as I can to the point that it's unrecognizable. But I, I, I see a lot of. I see a good amount of people that end up doing a character. I'm like, that's definitely Power Ranger. Like, like that's definitely a <laughs> so. Um, so it's a now it is a possibility that you could get away with it, 
if it's un like I think there's like a parody uh I think there's like a parody uh protection clause or something like that that mm -hmm. you know if it's used as a parody then it's cool but if you're not using it as a parody then you're probably gonna end up fighting you know fighting in court for a while. Yeah. From what from what I understand when it comes to, to stuff like that is yeah we can both create Superman, right? Yeah. You can't use the name Superman, but yeah. no one has the rights to saying this character can be super buff and fucking yeah. have future beams out their eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. No, right. No one can patent that. They can only patent right. the name. You right. can't patent the S on the chest, right? Because no. obviously when you see stuff no. like Omni-Man, his is similar, and then so yeah. many other ones. So I think right. it's just the character's name. Unless yeah. you're Nintendo, and then Nintendo just is a whole nother right. breed for a yeah, like, people. Like name and image, if, if, if it's like close enough, they could say, okay, you need to, you know, because look at look at Captain Marvel. And I'm talking about DC's Captain Marvel, which ends up being fucking Shazam. But it was cat like 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 he came a long time ago and they've been and they've been in battle for a while. And then at some mm -hmm. point they dropped Shazam. I mean they dropped Captain Marvel and named Shazam, you know? And um like the image wasn't really close, but it was the name itself that they really was fighting for. You know, right. So like, you had right. mentioned kind of growing up as a black nerd, like in yeah. general, have you as a creative person and someone who's always been into art and comic books, have you felt supported by the black community um, just in nurturing your talent? It's kind of like a half and half. Like um, as a like I mean I'm a I grew up a black nerd in a generally non-black nerd area, so I was always kind of like I was like despite what freaking environment I'm in, I also I feel like I'm gonna be the only one that's gonna say some crazy shit that I'm about to say, so I kind of just don't bother to say it. But uh, like let's say I'm sitting there talking to a bunch of guys and I'm like, yeah, I have this dope idea for X, Y, and Z, and now my the excitement that I have is gonna be up here. Right, because I know what it could do. I know where it could where it could go. I know that it could sell, and a lot of people could like it and stuff like that. And uh, like you know, a lot of a lot of black folk around me would just kind of look at me like this. All right, it's dope. So I was fucking this one bitch, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I just described this awful thing to you, and you just kind of just brushed it off and just like hey, you're talking about you know nigga issues. So that being said, <laughs> I. So I was like, all right, well, um, I kind of felt like I didn't get supported as much, but that's why one of the reasons why I enjoy BlurCon so much because I get a lot of support at BlurCon and a lot of these conventions and a lot of these um, conventions that kind of allows alternative Black kids to be alternative Black kids, you know, mm. without feeling like, oh, you're too much of a nerd. Right. Yeah. Even though Blur specifically is short for black nerds, but okay. Right. Like, yeah. I'm freaking good. It's okay. <laughs> so as far as um, your future plans with Atlas and any future projects go, what, what do you have on your agenda? What do you see Ooh. yourself doing? When do we get so, issue number two? I'm, 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 doing this, I'm doing this solo right now. 
Um, I'll probably, I, I'm going to jump on Fiverr and see if I can get somebody to help me out. But um, I'm working on issue number two as we speak. I um, I plan on finishing that by next year, maybe like around this time next year. I'm also like, I was also writing a script for uh, Cloud Network uh, issue number two as well. So uh, maybe I could knock that out um, a little before that. Cloud number issue number two is going to be hilarious. Like, is I, I was writing it today. And I just found myself just cackling at work. <laughs> mind you, mind you, I like I work around like I work around like a bunch of like a bunch of quiet white folk and shit. So I'm just like typing. And I'm just, <laughs> so do you do you have another full time job while working on your craft? Um, yes. And Alice? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. I um I get up at four to get there. And uh, I usually get off at two, but today I got off at six. So I was kind of like booming to try to get home and make sure that I could make this. Um, what was I about to say? But um, I'm working on issue number two, and I have this great idea for a cartoon, a um, young black cart, well, a black cartoon that is going to be um, it's going to be hip hop related. So I want to I want to um, I'm gonna to try to get an animation done. I mean, I, it's not gonna be by me, but like, I'm just, I'm definitely gonna, you know, just contract that out. But I want to design the characters enough so that I could just give that to them and say, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, um, any um, plans to make an Atlas a cartoon? Yes. Um, if I do Atlas as a cartoon, it would, I feel like it's gonna to have to be big budget. So, like, I don't know where I'm going, when I'm gonna get there. But if I get a solid, if I get a solid um, cartoon for the one, well, the the hip hop related one, then I can, I can say, okay, great, this was successful. I feel like there's no reason why I shouldn't be successful on this one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna try to utilize one to fund the other, the other. Okay. Yeah. So now I have. Go ahead. Uh, um. If you were looking for an artist to partner with, what is it? What qualifications are you looking for? Because I know a couple artists. Oh, um, just uh, good craftsmanship, good skill. Um, if they can have a pretty decent turnaround, uh, would be great. Like if I give you a page and you're able to knock it out in like, I don't know, a day or two. Hmm. Uh, yeah, then that would be great. Um and for the most part, like I like, like I mean, a partnership with a partnership with me would be like, okay, let's you know, like we kind of prioritize projects so that we work on this project at the, at a time, and then you know we work on another project at a time like that. It doesn't have to consecutively be mine, but I do want to make sure that the projects that I want have in my mind get put on paper and get put out for you know to be consumed. Because I really have, I know for a solid fact, I have really good ideas. It's just all about getting it in front of people in the format that I want, th that I want to put it on, you know? Okay, so um, we're going to head into wrapping up the show. So yeah. what advice can you give future artists or future comic book artists to be specific if, if uh, they want to try and get into this industry? Um, Just start. Um, as, as, like... If you understand, like, if you understand the basics of just 
drawing a box and then because it's, it's visual storytelling it's visual yeah. storytelling so if you can just simply you know draw a box draw the character whatever keep the character um okay so here's all my advice i'm just gonna list it come up with a character right try to come up with a very solid design a design that you can easily Or we, once, he, <laughs> once he comes back, we're going to definitely finish this wrap up. Yeah, because he's dropping knowledge. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, look, we've been giving y'all gems these last three episodes. Gems, straight gems. All right. Just for this. There, there we you go. go. Oh, back. Sorry. So, uh, Damn it. We lost him again. It's all right. It's okay. All right, guys. We're gonna uh we're gonna wrap this one up. Okay. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, we good, we're good, we're good. Yep, you're here. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. I'm trying to make this quick then. So I don't know what's going on with my internet. So they don't want you to give out free sauce, that's why. I'm trying to tell you. So make a character, make it easy to replicate that character, okay? Do not come up with a character that you have a, like, that's a pain in the ass to redesign. Like, you have to be able to knock them out quick, 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 quick. Um, next, uh, do thumbnails. Thumbnails, tiny little drawings of how you want your pages to look like. Panel layout is really important because you want it to be dynamic. You want it to be interesting. You want it to be something that makes the viewer want to keep reading. Um Focus on writing. Make it a give the write give the reader a good reason to read it. Okay, good writing is top priority. Okay, like don't like 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 it's top priority. Okay, you make sure that your writing is good, and then your 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 visual storytelling could be number two. Okay, like some of the best freaking cartoons are with relatively mediocre freaking um, animation, but really good writing. Um, what else? Or, or you could be like Demon Slayer and have almost shitty writing and amazing animation. Possibly that too. So it depends on it depends on what we're it depends on what we're looking at. Um, one of my favorite cartoons was growing up was Home right. Movies on Adult Swim, and Home Movies has, was amazing. It has really good writing, but shitty animation, crappy animation. So it shows it shows that. Like good writing could carry just about anything. You just have to make sure that you put the work in, you know. But I would recommend that for uh, any artist. Uh, try to come up with a process. Try to come up with a very simple process. And I know this is gonna fall on deaf ears, but try not to overthink it. Try not oh, to overthink. They're definitely not gonna listen. To you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not to overthink it. I um I definitely, I definitely um. I, was about to say, I definitely overthink, and then at some point I just say, "Fuck it, I don't care." Like, "Fuck it, it, it doesn't matter." It's, <laughs> it's that's the final yeah. decision before anything is made. Fuck it. Right. right. <laughs> so before we um, completely wrap up, let everybody know where to find you, um, your social media. Yes. FontroyComics.com. FontroyComics.com. Uh, Atlas, Traza Atlas, and uh, Cloud Network is on. The, the website ready for purchase. Um, Fontroy Comics 
or Fontroy Art on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And um, oh, also follow my YouTube page, uh, Fontroy Media. You get a chance to see me doing um, drawings, uh, drawing sessions, and stuff like that. And I give out a little, you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that here and there as well. So I went to your website. Yeah. What is what is the difference between the two versions of Atlas? There's the regular, and then like there's another one. Oh, the other one is just uh, signed. Uh, is one with a signature. Oh, an autograph copy. Yeah. Bet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bet. Yeah, that's the only difference. So, yeah, uh, and on uh, cloud. Should have got it while I was there. But people weren't weren't uh, parenting me like they were supposed to. Gotcha. Um, wow. <laughs> Parenting. Oh, Parenting. Damn, yo. That's why Brittany's coming next year. Yep. So she can be, parent you. I can be monitored correctly. <laughs> I'm dead. And speaking um, of that, we definitely love our uh, Bob's Burgers drawing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I need to do some because those are really fun to do. Those are really fun to do. It makes me it makes me feel like I'm producing wax albums. So like when you're like sifting from you, like it's like you know searching through the crates. I love it. Like a Rolodex. Yeah. So this episode actually segues perfect into Tuesday, in which we're talking about black people in cartoons. I think we're going to do it. What is that called? Bracket style, okay. like to come up with the best black person in cartoons. Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, no, that's going to be a fun one. So, oh, and then Saturday, Shit Talk Saturday, we'll be back for that. Um, okay. So, yeah, until then. Um, thank you so much, Gerald, for joining us this evening, for sharing your story. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. You too. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me. No. All right.